Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Periodic Table, Episode 10. I was doing research for the show, recorded January 26, 2012, and brought to you by Element OP Productions. ElementOP.com. All right, welcome back, everybody. Periodic Table, Episode 10, the neon episode. We will all be glowing this week. Woohoo! Uh, my uh, Illuminati that I have with me this week uh, are uh, our good friend Eric Fay. Hey, Eric, how's it going? Hello. The liberal in chief. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and the gooey kid, Mr. Seth Anderson, kick back and looking all comfy there. Hey, Seth. Hey, everybody. And of course, the co owner of Element OP Productions, my right hand man, Mr. Sean Tywad Tech Kybel. Hey, Sean. Hey, it's great to be back with everybody. And in keeping up with our own show, I just let my cell phone go off during the middle of recording. So, uh, all right. Uh, at least I wasn't at the Philharmonic at the time. <laughs> so, before we get on to uh, ridiculous news stories, I just wanted to say, uh, have a quick story about my own life that it was just one of those, uh, I don't know, awkward moments. Uh, Tuesday night, it was raining. Raining, raining, raining cats and dogs, raining humans and aliens, whatever it is. Um, cold, you know, 45 degrees and rainy and just miserable. The kind of rain that comes down in, in sheets of rain. And my wife sends me a text and says, um, we have a flat tire. She's got all three of the kids out in the <laughs> minivan. Come save us. We have a flat yeah, tire. We have a flat tire. <laughs> and I said, well, can you just, you know, drive on it? Because she was just less than two miles from home. I said, can you just drive on it? She said, no, all the air went out at once. So, you know, whatever she hit, it was massive. So I had to go out there and, and, um, and change the tire. And, uh, she, we drive a Honda Odyssey minivan and the, the Jack is like one of those things that come in a Cracker Jack box. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I, the, because of the clearance of the van is so low, I literally couldn't get the Jack under it to jack it up. <laughs> wow. so, I, so I called my brother-in-law and asked to borrow his four jack. So I got a, a third per, a second person out in the rain. And then my wife had posted on Facebook cuz that's what you do when you yes. have a flat tire. You <laughs> post it on Facebook. And one of her women friends called her husband and said, "You get out there and help." And so he showed up, uh, having a third person then out in the rain. And uh, he ended up just holding the flashlight, and I really felt terrible. I was like, dude, you're standing here in the cold soaking ring holding a flashlight. You're really doing nothing. Go home. Be warm. But it was <laughs> like, you know, my wife sent me out here. I got to do something. So anyway, <laughs> I got the, got the tire changed, put on the, the donut, and, and sent her home. And my oldest daughter said, thanks for coming to save us, Daddy. And I thought, save you. When I got there, you were kicked back in the van listening to kids' tunes <laughs> on Pandora. You know, I mean, you weren't exactly in mortal danger. I'm not sure superhero is the title that I require for having done this. Uh, yeah, but, but take it while you can get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because in a few years, <laughs> she won't want to have anything to do with me. And uh, the next day, uh, while we're telling stories, my youngest daughter, who's three, said, Daddy, when I'm older, I'm going to get married. I said, really? Who are you going to marry? She said, you. I was like, well, I'm kind of already married, honey. But it was just one of those sweet moments. She wants to marry your daddy. She'll change her mind about that, too. <laughs> yeah, she won't want to be seen with you. Yeah, she won't want to be anywhere near me. Uh, so isn't that like a lot of marriages these days? <laughs> <laughs> Mine. <laughs> oh, which one? Oh, 
Oh. <laughs> Ouch. All of them, huh? Okay. I've earned that. I've earned that. <laughs> and then um, I just wanted to mention uh, one thing. Uh, Bjorn Barrett, who I've mentioned, I think in, a, in maybe last week's episode, uh, gave us a shout out on his podcast called the Google Weekly Podcast. And uh, I took him to task for mispronouncing the name of Element OP Networks. He called it, called it Element OPI. And I kind of ranted and said, I say it like 54 times a show. You really couldn't get it right. So uh, he he recanted that on the show and said that he was listening to the periodic table and it created an awkward moment when his principal walked into his office. And so I thought that might be the new tagline for the periodic table, creating awkward moments since 2011. (laughs) (laughs) That would be pretty accurate. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's not like we're not safe for work, but there may be some questions you don't want to have to answer. (laughs) (laughs) Why are these guys going on about tattooed penises? I don't understand. (laughs) I, I, a friend of mine this weekend that I was asking me about the whole podcast and, and I mentioned that we have the, the Android app. So, well, I'll I'll listen to that. He was on a road trip. So I listened to that on the way home. I, I said, well, not, not with the kids in the van. He said, what is it? Is it, you know, a bad? Well, you just, there just may be some questions you don't want to have to answer. So, you know, do it, <laughs> do it with headphones in. It's at least PG 13. A PG, you know, maybe PG 13, but it, it's never been R rated. I don't ever want it to be R rated. <clears throat> <laughs> well, we're, we're doing our best. <laughs> it's really hard for me to keep it PG 13 sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I am honestly, Eric, I'm surprised after having heard some of your stand up that I haven't had to mute you or, or beep you ever. I, I really expected that I would. You just got you got to know the place to say it. This isn't the place to say it. <laughs> um, all right, guys, straight into the news. And I uh, just wanted to start off with a little bit of, of serious news because I'm sure it will all go downhill very shortly. Uh, but uh, earlier last week, a Colorado judge ruled that the Fifth Amendment does not apply to passwords. A woman in a uh, um, mortgage fraud case has an encrypted uh, hard drive in her laptop, and when compelled to fork over the password to decrypt the data, she took the fifth. This was uh, almost a year ago that this happened, and this has bounced around in courts. And and, um, uh, recently, a judge ruled that um, that is no different than a key to a safe deposit box, which there is precedent that you can be compelled to give that over. Um, but uh, people like the Electronic Frontiers Foundation say that that you're compelling you to – that's basically testimony. That's tantamount to testimony. And the Fifth Amendment says that you can't be required to testify against yourself. And by giving the over the password and if there's incriminating data on the hard drive, they're forcing her to um, incriminate herself. Uh, what do you guys think about that? I think it's an interesting sort of uh, uh, legal gray area. I don't. I don't agree with that point. I think it's akin to a uh, search warrant. So I think as long as they have a search warrant, then uh, it's the same as them being able to compel you to open your house. Yeah, but a search warrant doesn't search your mind. You know, th- well, that's the difference between but a, a laptop hard drive is not your you mind. Search your diary, but the, but the password is. The password yeah, is I mean, uh, something Seth, physical. Seth I mean, does make the exact point, though. I mean, your diary and any documents that you have. 
any of that information could just as easily be on papers inside your house that can very easily compel you to uh, allow them to search for that information. Well, and, and that's the thing. She didn't say you can't have the hard drive. They have the hard drive. They're welcome to pound on it as much as they want. Well, but that's the same argument as saying, well, you can have my house, but you can't get inside of it. Yeah, I mean, no, it's it's like what you said about the safe deposit box. It's what's inside that matters, not the box itself. So, I mean, they they got a search warrant for the computer, mm-hmm. not for the hard drive, the, the well, contents mean, of the computer. It makes sense to your, me. If you wrote your heart, if you wrote your diary in a code that only you knew, would would you be compelled to decipher that if they had a valid search warrant for your diary? Well, if I didn't, they would have someone that would, um, no matter what, right? I mean, right. for the most part, everything can get broken through. Well, and that's but, the point, right? So let them break through. Let them do the work of of, de- of deciphering the hard drive. Why compel her to give up something that she knows will incriminate her? Well, in this particular case, I mean, there's there's other there's other times, but this one essentially what the EFF. The AFF, the Electronic Frontier Foundation, is saying is they don't have enough evidence without opening the hard drive. So they're essentially wanting to open the hard drive and hope they find something. And we presume that there's something there since she's refusing to give the password. But something other than the hard drive, in my opinion, drove her to be in court in the first place. Like, I've never walked down the street and someone asked for my hard drive. So, I mean, obviously she was doing something illegal enough to get, you know, to get... Uh, indicted for it so i just think we're entering a new realm i mean this has uh never really been an issue before if you had a safe in your house the police didn't ask you for the combination they cut the safe open Mm -hmm. um and so this is a new new sort of thing where at this point it's technically implausible it's not impossible it's technically implausible to decipher a well encrypted uh hard drive so they can't cut the safe open. They f- they're forcing her to give the, the combination, and that, I think that's unprecedented. Uh, oh, so you, you don't have to give up the combination to a safe? Uh, you you No. I mean, people have done it in, in the past, but they typically they don't. They simply break open the safe. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, but I think they still can, you know, they can hold you in contempt of court for not giving that information up. Say that again, yeah. Sean. I, they can, I, they I, can hold you in contempt of court, which right. is essentially what would happen here. I mean, she can continue to to refuse. They're just going to hold her in contempt of court, which is know. exactly what's happening. And and you right. know that that gives them the right to basically keep her in jail forever. At which right. point, there's kind of no reason not to give it over because you're going to be in jail forever. And that's kind of what happens when people uh, are compelled to give a key or whatever, and they don't. Uh, they're held in contempt of court, and then they look around and say, you know, I'm doing this to stay out of jail, and yet it's getting me in jail. But she's sticking to her guns, and she doesn't want to do it. The, the judge gave her till February 21st, gave her basically a month to give over the password. Um, and I'm, I'm just not sure how I feel about this one. I'm not sure if this is due process Why does it take a month? Or, or not. How does it take a month to well, I don't know what give it, over a password? It doesn't take a month, but you've got to set a deadline so that people can argue and then the lawyers can make money. That's I true. just. I'm, to me, I think just because the fact that technology has advanced to a point where it makes it, it you know, impossible for the, the authorities to unlock that information doesn't change the fundamental reasoning behind the authorities being able that they should be able to have access to that information if legally requested. I mean, it's kind of a it's a nice way if you look at it from a process 
uh, from a prosecuting standpoint, well, if they won't go to jail for bank fraud, we can at least get them on contempt versus the privacy side. You know, the, the Fifth Amendment is there for a reason. So, so the question is, is giving over a password testimony? Because that's what the Fifth Amendment says, that you can't be compelled to testify against yourself. Does that count as testimony? No. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I think I think they have a search warrant. They don't have a search warrant to look on, look at the computer. They have it to look in the computer. I mean, that's the same thing as the safe. We need to get in there. Either let us get in there or tell me how. And so. yeah, I'll go back to my technology th- uh, standpoint is if all of a sudden technology existed to where I could make my house impervious to law enforcement doesn't mean that all of a sudden now I, I should be allowed to do that and that it's, it's legal. I, I, if they have a search warrant and they have authority to search my home, it doesn't matter if technology now allows me to keep them out. That doesn't all of a sudden make it right. And that's all that's changed here. That's a good point. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, then that you know that brings to me the the caress compound, right? They had a search warrant, but there the defenses were such that they could not execute said search warrant, and the way they did it was they just brought in bigger guns. Right. So, but the interesting thing here is there is no gun big enough to get into that hard drive. Well, yeah, but they could have. I mean, it's kind of like the uh, the whole. Uh, uh, contempt of court thing, you know, and, and, uh, you know, they did sit out that comp outside that compound and they could have sat out there forever until those people starved to death. Uh, I mean, that's part of, you know, what people blast, uh, the, the feds for is, is taking that action when they maybe didn't need to. So So, they should just sit on her hard drive until she rots in jail. Well, yeah, I mean, she can, I mean, that's basically the choice. I mean, that's how our legal process works. I mean, she can sit there and rot in jail for the rest of her life, or she can give up the password and let them search her hard drive. But I understand is that's just going to make it worse for her when it comes to sentencing. I mean, if you know what is illegal is on your hard drive, you know, eventually they're going to get into it. So they're not going to look, you know, they're not going to give her any slack once she actually gets convicted. If she gets convicted, I should say. Well, it, this reminds me of a different story. It was, a, I think, a Colombian drug lord had uh, an encrypted pass uh, uh, hard drive that the Colombian officials uh, gave to uh, the NSAC, some, some uh, American organization, and said, will you pound on this for us? Uh, we can't crack it. Uh, would you help us out? And uh, I'm going to say it was the NSA. I'm not sure, but. You know, I'm just going to make claims because sounds better. Me up. Um, they pounded on it for over two years and never got anywhere, and finally just gave the hard drive back and said, "So, sorry, couldn't help." So, if this woman wanted to play that game, she could sit in jail on a contempt of court case for two, four, nine, twelve years. Uh, well, here, here's what I would do, Mark. <laughs> if she's, let's say, she's looking at like lifetime type time you know she's like if she gets convicted of these charges she's going to do you know 150 years or something then what she does is sit in court for like 10 or sit in jail for like 10 years wait for that hard drive to physically degrade (laughs) to the point where it won't work anymore then say yo here's the password (laughs) but then they have a backup they've made that they can then run on so (laughs) yeah yeah probably Can you back up data you can't see? I guess you do. You can. You can clone the, the, the hard drive and even without yeah. knowing what's in it. What well, they anyway. need they need to make a uh, a program that will 
uh, that will supposedly decrypt your computer, but just put like gigs of illegal porn on it or something. <laughs> yeah, because so that, that way you can be uh, policed uh, mis- uh, behavior any at all with it. Well, no, I'm just saying, you know, you could give them that password. It doesn't really decrypt your computer. It just makes it appear like there's a bunch of porn on it. So. <laughs> Seth, that's a brilliant, that's a, that's a million dollar money making idea right there. A password that appears to decrypt, but only shows harmless data. Well, yeah. no, or, or even better, it actually overwrites your data. So you give them the phony password, it overwrites your data with porn, and, and then they, they can... No they wonder can, she don't want to give us a password. A <laughs> <laughs> hundred gigs of porn on here. And it's not even good porn. Not from the 70s. <laughs> oh, this is Felicia goes to Chicago. She didn't even have the good stuff. <laughs> Uh, Chicago so. sucks. <laughs> okay. And the next item that I have on. No, the- but some people in it do. Oh, sorry. Right <laughs> oh, gosh. You went there. You are- we already had one of those moments that it's hard to recover from. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> um, I-, I just want to go on record as stipulating. I-, I want you all to stipulate with me. Uh, as our first political story of the week, that uh, the primary system in the U.S. sucks. Can we all agree with that? Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. Moving right along. It, it well, means nothing. We we've in the Republican can and and this would be true if it was Democrat. So it's not just because I'm a Republican. But right now, three candidates have dropped out because of Iowa and North Carolina. And how are they representative of the of the nation as a whole? And so by the time it gets to Texas and California and, and all of us on, on Super Tuesday in March, um, we're going to be left with like two candidates because everybody else dropped out because Iowans didn't like them. It's well, remember, ridiculous. Texas was supposed to have had its primary in January, but because of a lawsuit, it got pushed back till April. So we could have been a deciding voice this year. Yeah, and every state is trying to jump ahead, and so they're literally passing laws and procedural things so that you can't do that. So that it's like the 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 people in power are are rigging the election by using the primary process. Well, I mean, the news media rigs the election, but it's yeah, no, it, it's just I, I don't even like reading about it anymore. I'm I'm tired of seeing Newt Gingrich's face. Uh, it's just, it's, it's out of control and it's too childish to me. Just, well, it just, doesn't take long to be tired of Newt Gingrich's face, you know? Yeah. So, okay. Um, I'm going to skip around here a little bit cause I don't want to do all mine all up front. Uh, Seth, give us an Amish update. We've all been hanging yeah. on pins and needles. <laughs> okay. Well, um, you know, okay. We, uh, our ongoing coverage of the Amish 12, uh, oh, man, where did my, uh, Ah, I had the article all lined up, but okay. So apparently, uh, Mr. Mullet, you know the uh, the head Mullet and his all of his minions guys, he agreed to, or he has said he will accept electricity in his house if it means he can get out of prison and wear a monitoring device. So it leads to the question: Is he truly Amish if he's willing to have electricity ran to his house? Well, is he truly so, Amish if he would cut another man's beard? You know. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, it's just like, a. I mean, I'm like, golly, come on, you know, you're going to dis. I don't know. So anyway, <laughs> that that's the latest, that's the latest with the Amish guy. He wants out of prison. And if it means running electricity to his house, uh, he'll do it. Well, so. it's essentially, it's essentially the same thing. Either you stay in this 
lit jail or you go to a lit home. I mean, well, I'd the rather difference be is you don't home. own the lit jail, so it's that's, not on you. That's true, but I mean, he's, I'm sure he's not going to go out and get a computer and a Facebook account. He's probably still going to be Amish milking cows at 4.30 in the morning, so... Well, he made um, – there was some other news in the article talking about how you know he kind of ran his little sect almost like it was a cult, and he kept other men – he kept the men in line by like bringing their wives and stuff to his house. Right. So um, just um, – I just thought people – you know, we seem to have struck a chord with talking about the Amish 12 that uh, I wanted to keep people up to date of them. And he has sixteen children. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a reality was... show in the making, right there. Yeah, <laughs> except for the lack of outlets to plug the cameras in. <laughs> well, that's see, that's the whole reason. I bet you. Well, you know, we've already got the electricity here. Let's get a cable TV show going. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, but think about. It. I mean, all those poor kids, you know, sitting around with like their Xboxes and nothing to plug them into. <laughs> mullets minions i can see it mullets minions oh how long have you been sitting on that one seth uh, a couple hours <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious okay and so speaking of electricity uh here's an uh item i'm calling uh spare the electron spoil the child um a uh man in the dallas area was arrested uh, for alleged child abuse, alleged, we have to say alleged, child abuse, because he put a dog shock collar on his little girls in order to discipline them. Um, the youngest one, who was four, he put it around her waist, and the older one, who was eight, he put it on her arm. And uh, and that was also his other... We're, we're assuming that these are his children, right? It, cause it, well, uh, Actually, it says that there's no... They it, refuse to. Uh, yeah, it says that for privacy reasons, they're not allowed to say that. But right. know, I think it's reasonably safe to assume that if he is dem- uh, 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 disciplining these children, they must be his. Well, and it was over a pretty good amount of time. But I do want to at least throw that in there just in case, you know, later on it comes out that it was his nieces or something. Yeah, and it also says that he uh, he's a, a military man. And he used uh, military-style punishments, uh, making them run until they puke and do hundreds of push-ups. And now, uh, uh, you know, I got <laughs> now. Let me let me preface this by saying I have not, nor would I ever, use a shot collar on my children. But I do make my kids run. That's one of the most effective punishments I've found around here, uh, particularly around bedtime. Uh, I discovered that uh, about a year ago that, that my two older girls share a room, and sometimes they tend to feed off of each other around bedtime when they are giggling and laughing and not going to sleep. I'll say, "Well, clearly you're not tired." So let me help you get tired. You're going to run in place until I think you're tired. So bring on the child abuse suits now. Okay, that's not child abuse, but I would say a shot collar that is not even recommended to be used on dogs is, uh, I mean, it's a little excessive, right? I'm sure we can all agree with that. (laughs) Yeah, you don't use a training regiment of uh, somebody in the special forces on, you know, (laughs) preschool age kids it's yeah because that person signed up for it the, yeah the special forces it, guys I, i'll have to chime into uh being you know having my time in the marine corps uh these some of these special forces guys you know you pair the training that they go through and then some of the things they might experience overseas uh a lot of them probably shouldn't be left in the charge of children at all yeah or you know puppies or anything not made out of lead. 
Uh, right. And that's, that's not all of them, but if you spend enough time around guys who were in special forces, uh, there's a, a higher ratio of ones that are just kind of off center. I'll just, well, I'll they just, have to start out being a little crazy. I mean, when the interview process is, let's run 500 miles, and then I'll talk to you. <laughs> you know, you have to be a little crazy just to start that. I mean, how many people would be on American Idol trying out if the tryouts involved uh, swimming for 1,000 miles and then singing? So you start out a little crazy, and then what they do to you, uh, I could certainly say I would push people over the edge. Yeah, yeah. Um, however, you know. Uh, thank you for your service, crazy man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should send him over to Iraq or something, or let well, him go we, fight the yeah, Taliban. We pee on him. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That we know of. I know that would be okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's only after they die that it's a problem, right? <laughs> so, uh, no shock collars for children. Thank you very much. Um, let's see. <laughs> Seth, I got to do this one. I'm calling this one. Are those bugle board jeans you're wearing? <laughs> oh, no. Here's where the show goes south. <laughs> yeah, well, we have to have penis references in every show. And so here it is. We're about 20 minutes in. Here's our first penis reference. Okay, the title uh, of the news story is Woman Alleges That Her Fake Penis Resulted in Unfair Firing from Factory Job. Um, so this woman who is considering undergoing um, like sexual reassignment surgery to go from female to male um, was wanting to, I guess, figure out how walking as a man would be different or whatever. So she was wearing a prosthetic penis uh, to work and she told some of her coworkers. Um, and so she was unfairly terminated from her position as a packer. At the uh, J and L snack food production for plant. packing, I have to say, you know, she was <laughs> she was dismissed by from her packing for mis- position because she was packing. How do right. you, how do you bring that up in a conversation? Because they say like I read another story earlier this week about it, and they said they didn't she didn't show it to him. But how do you bring up that conversation? Like, how's your day going? I'm wearing a fake penis. Yeah. Well, See you later. <laughs> she said she made it made it known. So uh, one of the commenters uh, in the, in the article um, says that the, you know the problem is that she let them know by running up behind them, humping them up the butt, and saying, "Yeah, ride this baby." So maybe that was that's of course a joke, but uh, no. But you well, know what? There there is a, a valid point there, though, Mark. In that if if I went into work tomorrow and started telling all the women that I work with that I've got a gold plated nutsack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get fired. But it's, you can say, "Well, no, no, no." no. It if, okay, if you would, okay, the fact if I was that I have boss, a gold-plated nut she, sack that got me fired, it's the fact that I went around telling everybody about it. If I was well, your she boss, should have wore it inside her pants, I guess. Instead of outside. <laughs> That's not where a penis goes, ma'am. Um, <laughs> no, but Sean, seriously, if That's the that wrong was your head. boss, and you came in with a a gold testicles, I would, I would uh, promote you. I was like, you really want to go head to head with a guy with gold nuts? <laughs> you know, I've heard of brass balls, but man, that's taking it to a to a new level there. Oh, yeah. Wow. So, according to her complaint, um, there's a man on hormones who is wearing a female prosthetic device, um, getting ready for his surgery, and so she wanted equal time, I guess. And uh, you know, maybe in hindsight. She should have made sure it was smaller than her manager's. So what is it about this place 
where they work that makes people want to change their gender. So, I mean, you got a guy on the line wearing fake boobs. You got a woman packing and packing. What? What the? What? Where do they work? Is this like some sort of weird no, Willy Wonka place? But- when this, I was when I was nineteen, what, I worked in a factory, and there was a lot of transvestites there. <laughs> like it freaked me out. I worked in a box factory, and there's a lot of trannies, like more than I've ever seen. It like a convention every day. <laughs> what What I want to know you're is you're a mechanic. You've seen a lot of trannies. This, this is J and J snack food. So I want to know what what is it that they're making? <laughs> yeah. Oh, just so I can steer clear, maybe of that. <laughs> Yeah, everybody look up J&J Snack Foods and I'm doing it right now. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, am I going to open a bag of chips and be like, ah, a fake penis in here? (laughs) It's better than it being a real one. Uh, That's true. (laughs) Yeah. But But it'll uh, open a Mountain Dew in two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. What would Mountain Dew do do to a penis if it uh, wasn't there? If it'll dissolve a rat. Oh wow! They make, Are we they make pretzels. Just in case yeah. anyone was wondering, they're pretzel makers. Okay, oh, and so uh, Eric, since you brought up uh, cross dressers, it just turns out happens that we have a story about cross dressers this week. Right, Seth, more. this one's yours. Take it away. <laughs> okay, uh, I found this online. It turns out this was a while back, but it was still funny. Um, yeah, February two thousand eight. Yeah, but it's a great story. At a murder trial in a London courtroom uh, in the Old Bailey building, which is like a real famous building over there, um, a uh, there were like these six youths wait, wait, on wait. trial. Where was this? At the Bailey building in Lone? Is that what you said? No, the Old Bailey. Oh, okay. The one that was, you know, like blown up in uh, <laughs> uh, V for Vendetta. Um, but anyway. There's uh, some trivia for you. <laughs> Yeah. On on trial were six youths suspected of murder, and the trial was interrupted because a female jury member was being distracted by a man in a miniskirt. The 37-year-old transsexual admitted that he had forgotten to cross his legs, and apparently he was not <laughs> wearing underwear underneath his skirt. So uh, I guess the first rule of cross-dressing is that the other sex wears underwear, um, and maybe he just didn't know that. So. I, I, it's just a great. I, I don't. It was a funny story. I thought I would throw it in because it would go well with the show. All the cross dressers in the audience, you're going to have to let me know. Um, why is it that you feel the need to dress like skanks? Well, if you if you're a man dressed like a woman, why do you have to dress like a whore? I don't understand. Apparently, yeah, this- those are just the ones that stand out, Mark. There's, <laughs> okay. you know, there's like the other eighty percent of them that you don't notice because they're dressed normal. Okay, so those would be the lipstick cross dressers. Is that right? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, here's his quote: "I am on my way to becoming a woman, but sometimes I am having trouble with my underwear. I was wearing a checkered miniskirt, and I didn't really sit." has a woman is supposed to sit also the public stage is somewhat higher than the court area this made people easily look under my skirt so <laughs> yeah and of course you know my response would be why are you looking anyway but uh i can say as a man who you know we're anatomically front-loaded um and so it does <laughs> it does make it difficult to sit in that cross need position so i can give him a little defense there but he was wearing yeah. a skirt, so then it's all gone. Not only a skirt, but a <laughs> mini skirt. <laughs> Without underwear. How do you forget? Isn't it chilly in London? You'd think he would notice. <laughs> well, they do have summers there. At least so I've read. 
<laughs> Never seems like it. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. What's next? Um, stepping away from sexual perversion, uh, let's move. <laughs> don't worry. We'll be back. Uh, let's move on <laughs> right. to another story. This is a, a, a good Samaritan. This is a modern-day Batman story. So a guy is visiting his uh, a girlfriend who is uh, works at a Chinese restaurant when another dude uh, wearing a hood uh, comes in with his finger stuck in his pocket saying that he's got a gun and he wants money and the the girlfriend thinks he's like just like a homeless guy and gives him like five bucks. Go away, leave me alone. And he starts getting really mad and yells at him. <clears throat> And says, you know, if you don't give me money, I'm going to start killing people. And then, you know, I don't know, maybe he was afraid that his hair would be messed up or something, but he takes both hands out of his pockets to adjust his hoodie. So clearly his hand is not on the gun. At this point, the boyfriend takes him to the ground and beats the holy snot out of him. So uh, props to good Samaritans beating the holy snot out of would-be robbers. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of hard-hitting commentary this week. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely it. I read another one about a, a 65-year-old man. I read it this morning uh, about a 65-year-old man who shot and killed a guy trying to rob uh, two guys trying to rob him, and the police just let him go. And it's which I'm surprised about because typically they take you to jail and there's some big thing, right? Yeah. Well, usually they'll at least arrest you, and then there'll be like a grand a grand jury where they'll they'll decide whether or not you need to be charged with anything or not. So usually you at least go that far. I don't remember. I think we talked about it on one of the shows. This was a while back. But uh, a guy tried to, to carjack like a UFC fighter. You guys remember <laughs> yeah. that story? Yeah, we talked about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> it's like, you know, b- b- bad bad choice of carjacking because uh, it's like the, the would-be attacker ended up with like a broken face and a dislocated <laughs> shoulder. Uh, I love those kind of stories, those dumb criminal so- stories. Oh, yeah. Eric, I got to ask you because uh, Slipped in the chat room wanted to know if that guy was in Montana, the old man. The old man, I believe it was. Was that your grandfather? Oh, that's right. Slips in Montana, isn't yeah. he? <laughs> Is someone in the chat room? We got a couple of people in the chat room. Our, All right, let me. Our shows are, are have become legend. We are legend. <laughs> Speaking of legends, how many of you are familiar with Britain's loudest and most punctual rock brand, rock band, Spinal Tap? I am. Yeah, so anybody who uh, is a fan of 80s metal is a fan yes. of the the mockumentary that Rob Reiner did called <clears throat> Spinal Tap. Well, apparently, there's a real live version of this band called the Steel Panthers. And the Steel Panthers um, dress in, you know, ridiculous, over-the-top 80s garb and sing crazy songs. And in a case of sort of uh, becoming what you beheld, um, <clears throat> they recently had their latest album cover art rejected uh, in in the same way that the Spinal Tap Smell the Glove was. And the name of the album is Balls Out. (laughs) And the cover uh, shows a woman in a thin bikini holding a pair of steel balls dangling from her crotch. And and for some reason that I just can't understand, uh, the women's lib people are upset about that and say it's demeaning to women. I I don't Okay, they need to get over it first off because she chose to do it. No one... 
no one put her in that position. She walked in, got paid, and did it and left. Like, it's, oh, I'm tired of Actually, there's a good chance that the model never actually saw the steel balls. You know, she may have just posed and they were put in there right. uh, digitally. But really, I mean, do, do people not understand satire anymore? Are we so afraid to be offended that we can't laugh? Yes. You didn't yeah. read the rest of the story. She was also wearing a prosthetic penis. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Nice and cold-plated nutsack. Oh, and we just lost two people in the chat room. That's, yeah, that that's quick. what we do. <laughs> Creating awkward moments since 2011. Oh, so, yeah, the Steel... Uh, check it out. Steel Panther's Balls Out album. Uh, that's Make sure Safe Search is on so you don't accidentally get... <laughs> Something really weird. <laughs> uh, but the the band, I don't know if they're playing it. I suspect that they are. But they're saying, what? I don't see anything wrong with it. There's not a big deal. But uh, an adver- the advertising watchdog group has banned uh, or called for a band uh, um, after complaints that the ads were demeaning to women. Uh, but, oh, uh, demeaning. That's silly. Well, any publicity is good publicity. So... You know, they probably paid that group to care, to criticize them. So <laughs> it could be. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like I, I saw an interview with uh, Snoop Dogg a long time ago when Gangster Rap first came out, and they were asking him, "Are you upset that they they were burning his uh, his albums and stomping on him and all this stuff?" And they're like, "Are you upset that they're burning your albums?" He's like, "They had to buy them, didn't they?" <laughs> That's it's awesome. like that's exactly it right there. I love this. The uh, the article says that the band uh, and the label says we think it's perfectly suited uh, to be posted in public places like uh, billboards and poster sites. Um, and the and the uh, people arguing with it say that given the placement in a wide range of public locations, we concluded that it was likely to cause a serious and widespread offense. And wouldn't be offensive as much as it would cause accidents. I think when you're driving down the road and all of a sudden you see a woman with giant steel balls, that typically is distracting. That's funny. Okay. Well, yeah, here, here in America, I didn't put this story in the show notes, but there was a topless woman like um, out and she actually stopped traffic and ended up slapping a man. So uh, as, if she would have been topless, apparently it would have been okay. But uh, so the woman, wait, 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 follow me on this one. So the woman goes out topless and then gets upset when somebody notices. I, I, I did not read all of the article. It was just like the headline that caught my eye. So I'll have to, I'll try to find it. Uh, That's funny. I, I have to jump in here. I have probably not even a mile from my house, a billboard. It's for a, uh, a business called Sarah's Secret. Apparently, yeah, it's a, like a women's, <laughs> women's sex toys and that paraphernalia, I guess, whatever. And it has a big giant cucumber on it with like a face, and the face is like making like the oh no kind of face. And it says, uh, Stop vegetable abuse. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but that's but the, if you don't really know it's there, I mean, you're, you're going to at least do a double take. And if you're doing like 70 on the freeway, that's maybe not a good thing. <laughs> but that's the holy grail of billboards is to make you do that double take. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, I, I know, I mean, how many Coors Light or Miller Light or insert beer company here ads have you seen with a giant pair of breasts and a small beer bottle in it? What are they advertising? They're not advertising beer. All of them. <laughs> They're advertising boobs and hope that you might notice beer. Apparently, when guys see boobs, they get thirsty. It, it must be a throwback to the earlier days. And, uh, and Pavlovian. So, yeah, so Weird. they're hoping that uh, you'll get thirsty and drink their beer. Yeah, it slip points out in the chat room, GoDaddy ads. It's like GoDaddy says, buy domains, and while you're forking over your uh, credit card, here, look at some boobs. And I know a lot of people have you know taken the high road and whatever and criticized me. I'm all for it. Please bring on more GoDaddy ads. I, You know, I have to believe that if they did a survey of America that uh, they'd ask people like, you know, uh, do you know the company GoDaddy? And they'd be like, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I've seen their ads. What do they sell? Uh, Boobs. <laughs> right. I bet like 80% of the people who could say they know, have heard of GoDaddy, probably don't know what they sell. Okay, and so moving right along, while we're talking about boobs, man, this is just working out so nicely tonight. Breast yep. implants save lives. Yeah, so uh, this just uh, happened, I, I think it was just a couple of days ago, but um, or at least the uh, the news story came out a couple of days ago, that uh, this lady uh, was basically attacked by her, her ex-fiance's new girlfriend. And uh, so this the new girlfriend stabs the old girlfriend in the chest and her, her $6,000 breast implants save her life. They actually keep the knife from going all the way through to like her internal organs, you know, piercing a lung or her heart. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that was money uh, well spent. I mean, most guys would, would probably agree that it was money well spent regardless, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's an extra special reason this time around. You know, to I mean, if it can save a life, shouldn't we make those mandatory now? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk to Vermin Supreme about that. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there's got to be multiple ways that that can happen, right? I mean, car accidents. I, I've got to <laughs> built-in airbags, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm disappointed. I'm watching the the news feed here, and I'm disappointed that they're not showing a woman with one boob hanging out because I thought that would be because you know one of them's still there, right? And the other one has been removed. So I was really hoping that she would do a live interview with like one floppy boob and one. Oh, and, <laughs> but apparently they didn't. They chose not to do that. Before, after, and after, after. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh look, we've embarrassed Eric. It's bad when you embarrass a guy with tattoos over ninety percent of his body. <laughs> He's actually blushing. Hey, um, slip has slipped in the chat room has another one, flotation device. So there's three <laughs> ways that these things can save your life. Man, and I save others too. Life. That's right. So uh <laughs> So women, I'm, you owe it to yourselves to go get breast implants. It could some someday <laughs> save your life. Man, if you loved your wives, you would take the <laughs> <laughs> to get breast implants. I, I remember an old Arsenio Hall joke where he was talking about his girlfriend uh, didn't like him because he uh, said they're not natural. And he did they, they're not natural. They're so hard. They don't they don't move. Right. And he was like, "What you don't understand is men don't care if they're fake. If I could have a pair hanging from my mirror in my car, I would. We don't care that they're fake." Ah. <laughs> <sighs> I would we I would say that life. we've uh, we've offended all of our women listeners, but that would have that would be like zero percent of our listeners. So I think we're okay. 
<laughs> no, if they stay on through the uh, prosthetic penis and steal balls, they're not going to get <laughs> They'll take this in stride. <laughs> oh, Seth, I think you just named the show Prosthetic Penis and Steel Balls. <laughs> That's the only reason I'm on the show is to give titles. <laughs> <sighs> wow. Oh. Have we done a thorough, uh, thorough study into uh, Apple's uh, explicit tags? <laughs> <laughs> Just wondering if we've breached that at all this show. <laughs> no, I think you pretty much have to say the F word to get one of those. Okay, and, yeah. I mean, we are using all medical terms, so, you know. Right. Yes. Well, yeah. We're covered. Know. We said That's alleged that. once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as long as it's alleged, you're okay. Oh, Okay, so let's see. We've covered boobs. We've covered penises. We've talked about politics. Let's see. We, any racism stories? We, we need that. Uh, oh, here's a good sex story. Uh, Sean, a uh, girl calls 911. Yes, to uh, report that her mom is having loud sex. Uh, this is another one that happened just this past week uh, in everybody's favorite state to make fun of, Florida. Uh yeah. It's was her chad cool. hanging a little too low? Was that the problem? I, I, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, mom's room and daughter's room are uh, basically next to each other. And, uh, you know, uh, the mother uh, questioned afterwards said, you know, she was in there with her boyfriend. And, yes, they were having sex. And uh, she thought they were keeping it down. But apparently the daughter could hear it. She was ticked off and probably moody like most 15-year-old girls. And, uh, so what would they go arrest my mom for being gross? What, what yeah, did she want to do? No, she wanted to go to foster care. Uh, oh. Christian foster care. <laughs> no, <laughs> really. She wanted, to go, she wanted to go to a Christian foster care home yeah, because her, yeah. her mom was having sex with someone other than her husband. So, uh, man, okay. what can I say? Morality is making a comeback. <laughs> and unfortunately it's starting in florida so it's going to take but, at least no, 10 years to this, get here this one got me to thinking though i mean that's obviously a, a it's a nationally embarrassing sexual moment so has anybody else uh any anybody else want to own up to uh an embarrassing sexual moment been walked in on by somebody or anything weird like that i thought i'd slip that into the show Man, I walked in on my parents one time. It freaked me out. Oh God! <laughs> I, I'm lucky. We always had my the houses I lived in growing up were always completely like one side of the house to the other. So I never was subjected to that. Luckily, Dude, they were going at it in the front room when I walked in. I had no <laughs> oh, choice. No. <laughs> it wasn't like I went in their bedroom. Mom, Dad, what are you doing? Because I opened the front door and there they are on the Chase Lounge. I mean, um. I'm still scarred. <laughs> <laughs> and slipped in the chat room says well that explains a few things about that <laughs> we did one time uh me and a bunch of buddies skipped school in high school and we were we used to be really into skateboarding we'd film ourselves and cut tapes together and we what we thought was the tape we put it into his vcr we're just sitting there while his parents are at work and then he was michael who was a friend of mine he was in his room and all of a sudden his parents popped up with a sex tape and they weren't ex and so we called him into the room without telling him and had him close his eyes and we're like hey hey got a surprise for you he's like what and he opened his eyes and we freeze framed on the grossest part we could find <laughs> you are terrible people that's, that's what guys do right if we have a chance to emotionally scar our friends we will do it 
you know, the funny thing is, I had been skateboarding in, our, in my driveway when I walked in. So, uh, man, you're just dredging up old is. memories. Uh, I'm never. I, skateboarding is evil. I did see my grandmother's boobs once, and I, it Ooh. made me want to iron things for the next six weeks. <laughs> Sell your skateboard to buy breast implants yeah. to save lives. The best story. It's not my story. And I don't think the person it happened to it will ever listen to this show, so I feel safe. But uh, two people were in uh, romantic embrace, and and um, she was on her knees, and he was standing. I'll let you figure out the rest of that. Um, <laughs> and the uh, the the young she proposing child, to him? <laughs> yes, the young <laughs> child had just been watching Dora the Explorer. And uh, if you if you recognize, if you have children, you know Dora the Explorer, you'll understand where this comes from. The child busts in through the door and imitating the map on Dora the Explorer says, yum, 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 delicioso. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Mark, what she was doing, we, oh we call gosh. here in Texas uh, Southern CPR. <laughs> Southern CPR. <laughs> I've never heard that before. I like it. <laughs> All right. Oh, <clears throat> so <laughs> I would like to go back on record again as saying that wasn't me who did that. Um, okay, and so in the same way that you probably shouldn't turn over your passwords, if you're going to sell drugs, don't tell the cops that you're doing it. Yeah, apparently. This confuses uh, me. Well, this guy was... Uh, selling some like uh sleeping pills or something like that and this was in connecticut um and so allegedly he sent a text offering to sell 200 um paraset pills directly to a cop percocet Percocet. uh sorry it's been a while i'm still scarred from the whole skateboarding (laughs) thing Um, so anyway the cop he was quick thinking he set up a buy um and even though the person tried to weasel out of it, they like got him for attempted sale of narcotics in a school zone. Um, in and- a school zone, because that makes it worse, apparently. Was he driving too fast at the time? What I want to know is, if you're selling illegal narcotics, why do you have a cop's number on your speed yeah, that, dial? That's, that's what I'm confused about. How do you accidentally text a cop? Well, I mean, if it wasn't on speed dial and you're dialing, and you do 2-8 instead of 8-2, or something you know like i was trying to call a recruiter back to tell him how an interview went and i mixed i got dialed the wrong last number so i left a voicemail for some woman named judy telling her how my interview went so um <laughs> did she call you back I'm, like, I'm glad you had a good interview <laughs> nope she never called me back so <sighs> so you know we talk about dumb cop stories. I think it's safe to assume that most, I mean, dumb criminal stories, rather. I think it's safe to assume that most criminals are dumb, and maybe that's why they're criminals. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go ahead and agree. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uncommon sense now. It's no longer common, so. Yes. Uh, Sean, you wanted to uh, um, praise a certain uh, famous person for their astounding good looks. Uh-oh. Yeah, well, this this just killed me. I was uh, doing research for the show, as you know, like, like <laughs> research. Stuff, as, I was trolling yeah. porn sites on the web. That's right. <laughs> you know the uh, the outstanding news outlet that we are. Uh, yeah, so I was doing my research for the show, and uh, you know how a lot of these things now you you bring up a uh, maybe a, a news clip video, and before that you're going to get a thirty second ad of something, right? And it, so what I get is a CoverGirl ad. 
And this is nothing new, uh, but the ad has Ellen DeGeneres in it. And I know she's been doing work for CoverGirl now, I think probably for a couple of years. But I'm watching this ad and I'm, I'm just thinking, why? How does this happen? I mean, uh, we're not going to go into sexual orientation at all. She's not an attractive woman. And no amount of CoverGirl makeup is going to make her attractive. Well, maybe that's why she is. Because it's like, if we can make this girl look good, imagine what we can do for you. Well, and that would be, that would be awesome. I mean, that would be marketing genius. But they can't. They <laughs> failed. Okay, so... Uh, so I'm watching it and just going, no, you know, your your product didn't do the job there. I, I just don't get it. So, yeah, I just had to throw that in there because uh, it was it was scary. <laughs> All right. I don't really have any comment on that one. So, Seth, let's talk about your case of uh, uh, mistaken advertisement. Um, okay. So this guy, uh, this is a story from Russia. Uh, this man says a Russian villager ended up with, um, he bought some crates off of the back of a truck to like bust up for firewood. And apparently what he got in addition to the crates were 79 Kalashnikov rifles, spare parts, and more than 250 cases of ammunition. So, um... He took it to the police. Um, oh. <laughs> so he turned it in. He did the right thing. No, he but, probably uh, actually got 100, and he took 79 to the police. Right, and 500 cases of ammo. Um, but, yeah, you know, I just like, man, what, what? talk about a Craigslist deal. You know, free old boxes to come pick up, and they're, and they're full of surplus military hardware. AK forty seven. Uh, see, I know that disgusts Eric, Eric because he would have like taken it and started his own Occupy the Amtrak station or something. Occupy. I'm not a liberal. <laughs> <laughs> I would have kept. I would have kept a gun and I would have given the rest back and I would have kept some bullets and spare parts. Seventy eight. I know. And I, I would. I would send back the rest, but I would keep one AK forty seven. I've always wanted no. one. I would have turned in 79 AK-47s, and I would have said, too bad they didn't come with any ammo. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I want to know is, is did nobody even think, hey, you know, these crates are a little heavy to be empty? You know, I mean, it, it just never occurred to anybody? Yeah, because 79 rifles is really, one of those weighs five pounds. Right. So well, yeah, and they had apparently been sent from the defense ministry to be uh, recycled or disposed of. So well, they somebody, were. Yeah. Sold to local villagers. So uh, that disposes of them. <laughs> so how do you <laughs> how do you misplace a ton and a half of of weaponry um, and just, oops, I didn't notice. It, it says in there that he bought it off of a truck driver. So right. he just pretty, it fell off the back of a truck. <laughs> and he just he paid for it and he got it. And he's a lucky man. And I hope he kept one. Because normally they, when they put something in a box, they put it in an even number, right? Like no, nothing's packaged in seventy nine. So I'm assuming that there's eighty in there. That's my guess. <laughs> Slip says in, says in Montana. That sounds like some of his neighbors. You know, I got <laughs> get AK forty sevens all over the place. You you come in and, and instead of offering you a, a cold drink, uh, they offer you a, a, a submachine gun. That sounds awesome. It's like. A place in uh, Texas that gave you a shotgun for opening a bank account. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> I wish I could have gone there. Man, when did I miss that? Oh, that was a Michael Moore story. Yeah, it was years ago, but that's I'd take it. 
Yeah, the funny yeah. thing is he was ridiculing it, right, on on his, what? which was that? I don't remember. Uh, bowling for Columbine. I think. Yeah, that was Bowling for Cal- he Columbine. He was ridiculing it, and the whole time I'm watching you think, where they are? That's a darn good promotion. Way better than a toaster. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I mean, oh, oh. you offer a free rifle with a bank account in Texas, you're going to, like, tomorrow you're going to be the biggest bank in Texas. That's right. <laughs> well, they're going to go and say, no, nah, I already got some of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or why don't you keep the rifles here and protect the money I'm putting here? Maybe that's what they should say. <laughs> oh, and then the last case, uh, uh, last news story we have here is, uh, Sean, you can uh, really get hands-on with Playboy these days. Yeah, well, uh, I wanted to stay on track, make sure that we uh, we didn't stray from the theme of the show. Uh, from a site that I love, I actually, they have a Twitter feed and I, I follow it. It's, uh, omg-facts.com. So like, oh my God, facts.com. Uh, there is a Playboy for the blind. And, uh, how this happens is the Library of Congress actually makes this happen. They keep- That's bra- your tax dollars at work, people. <laughs> right. <laughs> they keep braille copies of Playboy, uh, uh, without the pictures, obviously, uh, and they distribute it through the National Library Service for the Blind, uh, or for the Blind and Physically Handicapped. So uh, qualifying blind citizens can actually get a copy of Playboy in braille. Uh, and then to top that off, there's also an organization in Houston that uh, records audio versions of these for the blind. So it's called taping for the blind and they hire a female DJ to not only read the articles, but describe the pictures for them. <laughs> that's, that's nice of them. That is awesome. Everyone gets to enjoy it. Porn is, it, it brings us together. <laughs> society. But I mean, if you're going to do an audio porn, shouldn't you do the penthouse letters edition instead of, you know, Playboy has articles about setting up a quadraphonic stereo system. Oh know? yeah. And that, I mean, they have legitimate articles. Uh, when, when you say you, you read Playboy for the articles, I mean, that can be legit. They have some, some really good stuff in there. I, I mean, I hear that there's a magazine called penthouse letters and that it has stuff in it. I, I read that somewhere <laughs> on the internet. Was Were you doing research for the show, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I get. Yeah, there, there's Mark in his bedroom alone. His wife walks in. He says, "I'm doing research for the show." <laughs> <sighs> yum 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 yum. Delicioso. Okay, so this is bothering me. I'm reading the story about the uh, Playboy for the Blind, but if you click down at the bottom of it, there says there's another story, the original source of the story. And somehow, this is just my anger at internet comments in general, somehow this got, this got turned into a liberal propaganda thing. In, in the comments, oh, I heard they only give these to Bill Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever watch just watch comments deteriorate over time? Oh, it yeah. starts out, hey, good article. What are you, a homo? Like, what? <laughs> How do you go that far in? <laughs> Gosh, people. Well, I mean, this show would be a perfect example of that, right? I mean, it devolves pretty quickly. I, I really want to start a show, a, a boxing show, of people who really go out at, on YouTube comments and then make them actually face to face and do a little boxing match. I think that would be awesome. I'm going to be a billionaire see you guys later (laughs) see you at the top (laughs) 
Oh, wow. All right, guys, that's that's the end of our news docket, if you can call it that. Do you have anything else we wanted to talk about? This is uh, uh, rounding up about an hour here. Anything else that we want to talk about? It's actually a fairly short show for this show. I'm, ju- I'm just wondering how we're going to get a clean title out of this show. <laughs> No, there was no, there's none of the, there's none of George Carlin's words in there, so it should yeah. be okay. None of the seven deadly words. Oh, wow. Okay, guys. So uh, this is the part of the show where we go around and you say um, where people can contact you. I'm going to start at the bottom, um, metaphorically and literally. Sean, how can people get a hold of you? <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at uh, Sean TX, S-H-A-W-N-T-X. Uh, you can find me on Facebook or just do a Google search of me and you'll uh, be likely to track me down. Uh, if you have a comment uh, about the show, you can email me, Sean at elementopi.com. All right. And thanks to uh, just a quick shout out to the online listeners. We had uh, uh, half a dozen or so people listening tonight. Thanks. That's awesome. That's You like quintupled our audience. So we appreciate that. <laughs> awesome. You people are sick. <laughs> And Seth, before you fall asleep in that Barca lounger there, how can people contact you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Seth underscore Anderson, or you can find me in the forums on the elementop.com website. All right. Mr. Eric Fay, how about yourself? Oop, I don't want to block you. I want to click on you. There you go. You can uh, you can find me on my neglected Twitter account at Eric M. Fay. All right. And will you actually be not neglecting that? or is No, I, I'm making it. A uh, a thing to start posting useless things again. All right. So it's my resolution. <laughs> I thought quitting smoking was because we blew that last week with our urinating discussion. <laughs> I got in trouble for smoking in the house too. <laughs> <laughs> so good it makes you want to smoke. The <laughs> and my name is Mark Cockrell. You can find me also at Element opie.com or you can uh, uh, well face it that, that's a good place my, or find me on Twitter uh, uh, Mark Cockrell on Twitter all together one word as it sounds when you say it Mark Cockrell um, and so go to the forums go to the website let us know uh, what do you want to do? If you've got a bizarre news story, uh, submit that because honestly, we troll through some of the worst places on the internet to get bring you this stuff. And uh, um, <laughs> hey, when you see us there, wave and say hi because I know you're there too. Um, now that's the kind of place you don't make eye contact. Right. And remember, you're doing research for the show. That's right. <laughs> I heard a guy one time made me laugh. He said, I felt as nervous as the second Baptist in a liquor store. Uh, <laughs> So that's kind of the way we feel sometimes on this show. It's like, you know, I, I don't make eye contact. Don't pretend he was actually here. So anyway, um, elementopi.com, that's where we live. There's a forum over there, um, a recently started bacon forum. So you can talk about everybody's favorite yes. thing, bacon. <laughs> but also uh, we talk about show topics and, and whatever else. So let us know. And also... We would like to encourage you to go to iTunes, find the periodic table there, and rate it. Comment if you want to, but rate it. The more people rate it, the higher it goes, the more people find out about it, and um, the more likely we are to get fired and arrested. So, uh, <laughs> what's that favorite? <laughs> Have our hard drives searched. <laughs> <laughs> Only if we give up the password. All righty then. And so... Uh, before we get on to any other um, defiling of our brains, I'm going to end this show and say that concludes this episode of The Periodic Table.